0: Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me today, we have Ken Clarish. He is the owner, the new owner, of the Ash and Ale Lounge in Palm Coast, Florida, and he's been very generous to send Gator and I a few cigars and whatnot, and uh, he's joining us via Zoom so that we can talk about, you know, getting into the lounge business. So how are you doing, Ken?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for asking.
1: So, I mean, right off the bat, behind me, or behind you, behind me is the ice tent, you know. But, <laughs> but behind you, I'm noticing uh, a nice array of different bottles. Is that wine?
2: That is wine. That's that's part of my lounge. That's in the windowsill. So we, I have a very small footprint, so we try to utilize the space as best we can. And we put it inside the windowsill, and I can keep about 50 bottles up there.
1: Very nice. Very nice. So the cigar that we're smoking today is one that you actually provided. And so would you care to – oh, there's a camera. There's a camera. Would you care to uh, tell the listeners a little bit about the cigar
2: that we're going to be smoking? This is a really enjoyable Maduro. If you like medium to strong Maduros, it's not a very full-bodied Maduro. But it's got a great flavor. It's got a great smoke, and the draw is unbelievable on it. And it's, it's from the, a company called Villager. Yes. Yeah, and the, it's called the Villager Black Forest. Okay. Um, just a really nice, enjoyable smoke that um, I've truly fallen in love with.
1: It's like a six by, what would you say, 54-ish? 52,
2: 50, 52? 52 yeah, 52 54. With yeah, the box press box is kind press. of hard. Yeah. I know that's not your favorite, so it's I okay. apologize. Oh, no, it's not your fault. <laughs> I'll just blame the folks of Villiger.
1: No, no, no. I like the folks of Villiger. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm looking forward to this because uh, you and I have talked, and it's one of those things that in St. Louis we really don't have any shops that carry Villiger. And um, you were like, I carry Villiger here. Here, try this one. And uh, I've been. I've actually this works out really well. Um, the the coming you coming on with me and everything. I've been wanting to have you on. Um, you sent a couple of cigars for Jeff and I. Um, Didier, I believe
2: Didier, yeah It's
1: a gentleman's name Okay, so you sent those to us And um, I figured That when you came on, Jeff and I would be You know, smoking those with you And everything, but um, Scheduling wise, it's a busy time of year For for Jeff and I with the paper And everything else going on And so, um, obviously He's not able to join us tonight But you were available to come on tonight And so I figured that We'd hold off on the uh, Didier uh, cigars and do those, you know, give them their proper due, and that you and I could smoke something else. And so, in the spirit of transparency, I've been carrying this villager around with the intention of just smoking it on my own, like you know, at lunch at Top Shooters or somewhere else, you know, at some point, and giving it a try. And so, it just kind of works out really well that we were able to smoke this one tonight.
2: I'm looking forward to it. I one of my go-to cigars so
1: perfect well why don't we go ahead and uh, get this guy going and so we'll go ahead and prep to cut the cigar and the official cutting is brought to you by dan the man ponder at riverman cigar company of crestwood missouri dan the man ponder he's getting in all kinds of cigars i'm sure you're getting in all kinds of stuff at you know gearing up well i mean at this point you probably should have everything that you need in for christmas
2: it's that's a very good timing because I literally just got nine shipments of backordered items in today. Oh wow. And between yesterday and today so I am pretty close to being where I need to be. I still have two or three things that are on order that should hopefully be here at the beginning of the week, but other than that everything's finally starting to to move again except for my avos unfortunately. Yeah. The the one I've got a little delay on getting still. Well,
1: and and that's something I want to get I want to circle back to, but um uh, Dan the Man Ponder, he's got all kinds of different cigars, he's got accessories, humidors, ashtrays, tons of ashtrays, he got in a ton of different branded ashtrays, so if you guys are either wanting a nice branded ashtray for your personal smoking area, or if you know somebody that has like a, a smoking room in their house, and maybe they just they just absolutely love You know, Fuente or or Ashton or one of the other brands. You know, check with Dan the Man Ponder. He's got all kinds of ashtrays over there, and he can get something that's branded up for your buddy's uh, uh, smoking area. And don't forget, Dan does do mail order, so you can give him a call and get a shipment of cigars, accessories, all kinds of fun stuff shipped to you wherever you're at. Let him be your brick and mortar, and that's Dan the Man Ponder, Riverman Cigar Company. And with that, we'll go ahead and cut the cigar. So, um. So yeah, so let's talk about um back orders. It seems to me, and maybe, you know, I'm looking at it from the uh from the novice perspective here, but it seems like there's a lot of stuff flooding out in the market here at the last minute. A lot of a lot of shipments, a lot of a lot of limited edition releases, all kinds of stuff. Seems like it's all hitting in the last eh, two months of the year. Like they're, they're trying desperately to like squeeze it in at the last minute. And, um, I don't know how it works for you down in Florida. Um, but here in, uh, the Midwest, I know, for example, Dan over at Riverman in Missouri, he has, um, And I'm going to be talking to him in a future episode here about kind of what it's like in the latter part of the year, beginning part of the year for a shop owner. But, um, you know, there's shelf tax. You got to pay tax on, you know, stuff that's sitting on your shelf. And so you don't want to order heavy, you know, at the end because you're just going to pay again in the beginning of the next year for all that stuff. I don't know if you have that down
2: there. We, we do and we don't. Um, ours is a lot different down in Florida. We pay our taxes when we purchase the items and the distributor actually absorbs that, that burden. So I just get charged for it. At the end of the year, because I'm not such a big footprint, I don't keep enough volume or enough product in-house to get charged that tax.
1: Okay. So I got,
2: I got very lucky with that.
1: Well, there you go. Well, that's good.
2: The bigger stores would, I believe, get hit if they have over a quarter million dollars worth of inventory. Oh, man.
1: Well, and I've been to a few stores down there that uh, more than probably have about that much going on. I mean, there's that CI Superstore over there in Tampa that I can only imagine. They're sitting on at least a quarter million dollars worth of
2: inventory. Oh, easily. Have you been up to the one in Wesley Chapel as well? I have not. I have not. That's the one I frequent quite often. It's a really nice store right in the middle of a great shopping area. Yeah. Amazing selection. What a great group of guys they have over there that work there and who also uh uh, go in and are just diehard smokers that are there from open to close day to day wow that we've got to meet
1: yeah i know every time the well every time the two times that we've been down to tampa jeff and i we've we've started off at the CI store because um, that's where we can get a hold of a can of butane uh, relatively (laughs) inexpensively. And uh, it's one of those things we'll fly with our, our lighters, but we tend to drain them before we fly. Just, you don't want this TSA getting your lighter for free, you know? So um, we'll drain it. We'll get a small can of butane and we'll just live off that for the, you know, five days or whatever that we're down there and everything. So, you know, but so we got to start there. And so that's how I'm,
2: I'm familiar with great it. Great place so, to start. Yep. And so, uh, what a great selection of sticks they have as well.
1: Oh, and, and I like the fact that, I mean, not that we're giving like CI a giant commercial here, but um, we're giving them a little bit of a plug, but um, they converted that um, Bass Pro Shop right there by the, what is it? The, the golf place, uh, top golf or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and converted that. And it's, it's really nice the way they converted it over. I mean, you pull up to it and you're like, this used to be a bass pro, but it's still, you know, really impressive, uh, with the garage doors and opening it up and everything else. It's really nice, but
2: they've, they've done a good job on both of their stores. There we go. Well, why
1: don't we give this guy a cold draw and, uh, she went, what er? Eh? And, uh, I'll admit I was, uh, prior to, to us doing the zoom here, I've been sitting out in the ice tent, enjoying a, uh, a cigar and, um, having some, um, <laughs> for whatever reason, I was at the grocery store and I saw like a bag of peanuts in the shell and I was like, I want that. And it always sounds like a good idea until you get it. And then your like fingers start hurting and everything. Cause you're doing, it. but, um, so I have a lot of peanut on the, on the, on the pallet right now, but, um, the, uh, On the black forest here, there's a there's an earthy component, I think. To the, to, I mean, definitely, you,
2: I mean, yeah. Are you earthy? One of the, I've got um, okay. some cocoa. I've got a little bit of, almost like a little bit of licorice as well.
1: Yeah, there was something there that I couldn't quite identify. And see, I'm not much of a licorice guy, so that would make sense that you know I wouldn't necessarily immediately go to that as my thoughts. So no, that man, that makes sense. So you are a flavor note guy.
2: To an extent, COVID really put a hamper on that for me two years ago when Uh, I had COVID. So I've got about forty percent of my taste, and that's all I have left, unfortunately. uh, So
1: gross. So you didn't get it back then? It just like kind of. It's coming back back slowly. That's really slowly, though. That's that's unfortunate. I'll tell you, when I had it, I didn't lose anything, and I was very happy about that. I had the really easy kind um, this year, though. I I basically was just sick or uh, sleepy for like. A week, you know, but anyway, why don't we go ahead and fire this guy up and uh, get a cigar going here. So, Ken, tell me a little bit about how you ended up as the uh, owner and proprietor of the uh, Ash and Ale Lounge.
2: Oh, you got it. Well, to make a long story shorter than it needs to be, we were looking for a vacation house We were out of Atlanta, my wife and I, and we were looking for a vacation house down in the Flagler County, Flagler Beach, uh, Ormond Beach area. We fell in love with it. We had been vacationing down here for about eight years, and we fell in love with Flagler Beach, just a small old beach town, one of the last ones that exist on the Atlantic coast. And we were thinking about getting a rental property just so we can come down and vacation two or three uh, weeks a year and then rent it out for the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, my wife, mother was having a birthday in September and my wife was going to come down and bring her down to the area just to show it to her, to get her used to us coming down and possibly getting her to move here. Since my wife's an only child, she wanted to stay close to her mom. Okay. And with that, we were in, she was in looking at a house and her mom fell in love with one of the rental houses we were looking at, started walking around. She goes, I'll buy it. We were like, what? (laughs) So. She literally put her house for sale. She bought the house and my wife called me up and said, okay, change of plans. We have to look for a permanent house because mom just bought a house. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm up in Atlanta. Yeah, I am I was the director. I was the general manager of a golf resort up there. Yeah. And I get this phone call in the middle of the day and I was like, okay. So my wife called me back about an hour later and said, yeah, this is actually happening. She already called in her house is on the market and she's already got two offers. Oh, so, wow. You know, so we literally had four weeks we had two days to find a house, and we moved in four weeks. Wow so yes
1: so then in in terms of your job at the as at the golf resort, you just were like well i guess i'm I guess I'm done with this
2: well, <laughs> literally, I got off the phone with the uh, with my wife after that hour delay, and she told called me back and said it's a for sure thing yeah, I literally walked into the office and called my the owner of the golf resort and i said Here's my two week. Wow! I'll so be able just... to consult. Yeah, I'll consult for you for another two weeks, but I can't do anything after that. I'll be I'll be down in Florida.
1: Hmm. So you just made an like abrupt life change.
2: I was ready for an abrupt life change. So okay. my wife was not so. She's not so easily to move. I've moved an awful lot in my life doing hospitality all over the country, and for me, it was an easy pickup and move. Um, for her, it was a lot harder because she'd been planted for so long. Yeah. But, uh, once we did it, we both fell in love with this area and it was probably the best thing we've ever done.
1: Well, I'll tell you the cigar scene there in Atlanta. I mean, there's a ton of different little places all over the place in Atlanta. Oh,
2: that's unbelievable. What's, what's happened there in the last four years with cigars. Yeah. I was far Northeast in Atlanta, up by Lake Lanier, where the home of the Falcons training camp and all of that is. Okay. So, and, um. Funny is that's where I met your dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so okay. So I don't know if we actually touched touched on this on the uh, you know since we've started recording, but um yes, Ken is a family friend. He and my dad are friends and have known each other for you know twenty plus years.
2: <laughs> so with that being said, um I was in that area and I've been on and off. I've been living there for almost twenty twenty-two years, and that was the longest I'd lived anywhere. Yeah. Um and I was just ready for a change. I'm used to moving every between 18 months and 36 months uh-huh. at the most. And being there for so long, I wanted to make sure my kids got through high school, got into college, and waited till one of them was out of college and the other one is was about to finish. And when we moved down here, I just wasn't ready to retire. I was just still wanting to do something. Yeah. So four miles from my house, there was a place called European Village, which is an old resort that turned into – condos apartments and airbnbs and the whole base level is really retail okay i found a cigar shop in here called the humidor and started hanging out here one day i asked the owner do you guys need any help so and two days later i started working so i worked here for a year and a half before i purchased the place
1: very cool and then So, so during that year and a half were you building toward like had you and the owner talked about you know like Hey, I want to buy this, or it, was it just kind of one of those things that it just kind of was? Hey, I'm looking to get out. You, do you want it, kind of thing? I, how did how did that get
2: now? A little of both, but it was all uh, not spoken. It was kind of understood. I I think when I started here, I just was really looking just for something to do and a way to meet people that I because I just moved to an area that I didn't knew no one in. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do it is than smoking a cigar, having a drink, and sitting around with other guys doing the same thing in, 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 in your area.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but once I started working here, I just got, started getting a great following. Um, the, the lounge was during COVID, and we were open four hours a day when I, when I started from two to six, and it was by appointment only. Okay. About two months later, after I did that, I, was, I talked to the owners and said, hey, can we just open up the shop and let people come in? We'll, we'll do limited numbers. And we started progressing out, but they would never let me extend the time. Okay. So it stayed two to six every day, except for Monday, which we were closed. And, um, I worked five or six days a week after the, the fourth month, I started working five days a week and had one guy working one other day. And I just started getting a really big loyal following that when I was there, my sales numbers were much higher than expected during the time frame. Yeah. And over the time talking to the guys and building relationships and just getting more knowledge base because I, I had started smoking cigars back in the early nineties, had worked at a lounge for quite a while for almost three years in Tennessee and then traveling again and then starting to smoke again, I was starting to relearn my, the trade again. So I was starting to get knowledgeable, getting my flavors down and all of that, learning the new brands that were out and all of that. And then I was talking to two of my local guys and I said, I think I'm going to buy this place. And at that, when I started talking about it, the owners were actually considering putting it up because they'd have been getting quite a few offers.
1: Okay. And,
2: so they had talked to a few people and things didn't work out. And I just, I went up to them and I said, Hey, if you guys are interested in selling, I'd love to buy it. I already know everybody here. I know how to run everything. The only thing you only have to show me a few items for a transition. And I think it's settled in with them and that we, I wanted to buy it in May and we, I purchased it in in September 1st became mine. Well,
1: there you go. And, and, you know, I mean, look, May to September, that's not that big of a delay. I mean, in the grand scheme of life, you know, things happen with business i mean you never know and it just kind of but it worked out so that's good yes so you took ownership on uh what september 1 or
2: yep september 1st and we changed the hours we're now 12 to 8 tuesday wednesday thursday fridays and saturdays were 12 to 10 sundays were 12 to 4 unless my wife comes in and watches football then we're here to when she leaves
1: <laughs> there you go so um and then still closed on monday
2: still closed on Monday. If people need things on Monday and they, they have my number, they call me and I'll come in and do special appointments for
1: them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So Monday is kind of by appointment only kind of
2: deal. Yeah. I, I come in and do some cleanup and some ordering on Mondays when it's slow so I'm not being interrupted. Yeah. But it's it's still – it's my day off. I try to go play golf or I go do something else other than be here. If I have to be here, I'll come in first thing in the morning and then go away.
1: That's the hard thing, and like you know, I'm you listen to our show, so you're familiar with Broccoli Rob up at the Final Third oh, yeah. and everything. And it's like you have these these owners, and what people don't understand is that a lot of times with a lounge like the Ash and Ale and the Final Third is that um, you know you don't have a giant staff. I mean, sometimes you are the staff, and so you're there the bulk of your day every day and so yeah you need that day you know that monday but like you said monday's your day to catch up on some paperwork and do other stuff as well because you can't be doing that as you're pouring drinks and and you know ringing up cigars and doing whatever
2: correct so i have one employee full uh that works for me one day a week and i have another one that will fill in whenever i need whenever i need them to but other than that i work Basically, I work every day except for Saturdays. My, the, the, one of my gentlemen, his name is Monkey, needed one day. And I was like, take Saturdays. And he's like, that's the perfect day for me. I go, that gave me time because we have a lot of friends that come and visit us. Yeah. So that gives me a Saturday to spend with them on the hair over the weekend. See,
1: and here you are. Instead of retiring, you're taking on a, like, you know, what, 50, 60 hour a week gig.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, compared to the golf world, though, this is still a lot less hours, so that's oh, it's okay. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, and let's be real: <laughs> there, there's there's much more difficult jobs in the world than uh, being a host and entertaining and pouring drinks and ringing up cigars and everything, in a, and then at a cigar lounge.
2: You never have to work if you enjoy what you're doing, and this to me is like the perfect gig. Like people come see me in my place of business, I get to sit down with them. If they want something, they, they'll go help themselves in my shop. If I have customers that I don't know, then I get up and I am the, the true maitre d' and go and help them answer questions, suggest, pour their beers and all of that. But it's a very, very friendly, cozy, inviting atmosphere that I wanted. And that's what we've created.
1: So I want to talk about a couple of aspects here. Um, you know, let's start with the humidor. So when you took over. Um, obviously when you took over, there was an active humidor, there was an active, you know, supply of, of cigars. There was an inventory. Have you made any adjustments, changes? Have you kind of looked at it and said, Hey, I don't really want to do this one anymore. I want to bring in this brand. Like, what have you done with the inventory?
2: Good question. Uh, while I was still employed by the previous owners, I started asking them to bring in certain sticks that I wanted to bring in because I knew they would do well, and that I they were some of my favorites. The Leaf by Oscar Island Jim, yeah. Um, Placencia, a few uh, lines of Placencia. Oh, I love Placencia. Yeah, yeah. We I asked them to bring in the um, the Man of War was another line that I wanted, um, and then with the, bringing those in, it helped. Revitalize some of the stock rotation that we have because when we were doing COVID, we were moving such certain products a lot, but certain products we moved very slowly. Yeah, I'm still in the process of trying to weed out some of the older products, but I've brought in several new lines. I brought in the line K by Karen Berger. I believe you did that I a mean, few that, episodes ago. We,
1: we did that on the show and uh, we gave you a shout out then because you provided yeah.
2: those cigars for
1: us. Yes. And then those I brought in Agamorsa
2: Leaf. Ah, fantastic. I brought in I'm getting Aladino brought in. Fantastic! Uh, I talked to Trey Mac, yep. so and he's he's hooking me up there. Um, I've been trying to bring in other brands. Um, we have some brands that we have. We're a huge padrone house, so I've got almost every padrone out. That's minus fantastic. Probably eight t- or nine.
1: That's like printing money, man. I mean, if you've got yes. a padrone buyer, I mean, they come in. They are so like brand loyal and specific. They know exactly which one they want, and they don't remotely care. Like, I mean, obviously if you're charging 50 bucks for something that should be 30 bucks, they're going to flip out a little bit, but they don't think twice about dropping 30, $35 on, on a, on a cigar.
2: Correct. I mean, that's, that's, it's a fantastic, fantastic line to keep in. Yeah. Plus with small smaller footprint as I have to be able to just carry them as an honor. So yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. And then, as you said, at other lines, the DDA line, which you mentioned earlier. An excellent brand for us. We have taken off gangbusters with it. Every one of my regulars has fallen in love with that cigar.
1: Now that one's new to me. So can you, can you give me a little background on that brand?
2: I can give you a little bit of background. He's a gentleman who's been in the industry for quite a while. is uh, out of Miami. It's a boutique property out of Miami. He has a farm in Esteli, Nicaragua. And it is not far from the Padron farm. Okay. He's all broadleafed, hand-rolled cigars. Price points are very almost consistent across his board. He's, he's at that between $19 and $23 price points on all of his cigars. But the craftsmanship, the smokability of those cigars are fantastic. Okay. The flavor are consistent. I've gone through about 15, 20 boxes already in the last month and a half.
1: Yeah.
2: And I've had one bad cigar come through with that, and that's it. So the product quality is tremendous as well. Wow! Wow! Plus, oh. I got—I got to say, I—I I got to give him a shout out too because when I did my grand opening on uh, October 23rd, DDA showed up.
1: Oh wow! And
2: came and shook hands and stayed with us for four or five hours. Island Jim showed up. Karen Berger showed up and did a rolling for us for two hours on the Saturday after our grand opening. Yeah. But these guys have been so supportive of me taking over and being new to the world that it's been tremendous.
1: That's really awesome that you had not just one, but multiple, you know, manufacturers show up and support you at your grand opening like that. That's really awesome.
2: I the the the, the reception that my guys my membership gave to everyone, and then the amount of people that showed up to the grand opening was way higher than anyone anticipated. Well, we were expecting. And
1: and, No, you mentioned the guys giving uh, support and everything when they when they showed up, Um, you know, that's something that I think is really important to emphasize. You know, we talk a lot about um, shops and doing events and bringing people in and all that. But one thing that I don't think is stressed enough that, um, you know, the consumer can do that, the consumer should do is when your local shop be it your shop or you know any any local shop is having an event um you know the consumer needs to go and support it even if it's a brand that maybe they've never smoked or um maybe they've smoked it and it's not their favorite necessarily you know you don't have to go and buy a box but maybe go and buy just like a couple of sticks and and show up and be be present for the event because you know, that's the kind of events breed events. You know, uh, they you, you want to make sure that you're you're supporting those because that's how you get future events down the road. And that's a lesson that I learned pretty early on. Uh, there was a gentleman named Hal who um, I met at a Southern Draw event at The Hill Cigar Company. And, you know, I was sitting with Hal out front. You know, we'd already bought our cigars and everything. And I I'd, I'd literally just met him at this event and i asked him i said i was getting ready to pick out one of my cigars to light it up and try it and he's like have you ever had this one before i said no i haven't and he goes he goes i've tried one of them in there it's okay he goes it's not necessarily my favorite he was a padrone guy he was a big Padron guy and he said it's not it's not a Padron." he said but uh you know we got to make sure that we come out and support these events like this because this is how we get more of them. And, you know, maybe it's one of these things where, you know, one day we have Southern Draw and another day we have another company, but maybe one day we'll have Padrone out here and blah, 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 and all that. And I'm just like, there you go. And uh, God rest his soul, Hal passed away. And so every time I have a uh, Padrone, I, I think of Hal, but that's neither here nor there. But no, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's important to emphasize to the consumers that, you know, when your lounges are having events, show up. Show up in droves.
2: And another thing I'd like to say, piggybacking on what you just said, is whenever you're traveling and you go to another lounge, do me a favor. Go away from your wheelhouse. Try something different that's local to them. Yeah. If they have something that's local, if they have something that's harder to get anywhere, try those products as well because that's also another way of getting those that word out for every smoke cigar smoker. You're going to talk to someone and they're going to have a different uh, flavor profile than you are. And they're going to like that stick. Even if you don't, you'll smoke another stick that you'll like afterward, but always try something new because it's just so important to the industry. Oh, for sure. I
1: I know when I was up at uh, two guys in September, you know, I was walking around looking at the humidor there and, you know, my shopping focus when I was buying stuff at, at those shops were, uh, was Okay do i see this one at home if the answer is yes i'm moving on you know like if i can buy this at home i'm moving on from it even if i really really like it i'm moving on from it and i'm fi- my focus was 100% on ones that i do not see or cannot get at home because it, that you're exactly right you got to you got to branch out and try new stuff and i came back with a whole bunch of stuff that you know i can't get here locally and, you know, as I'm smoking and I'm mentioning it to Dan and telling him, Hey, you might want to consider this one or this one's really good and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, maybe if I bought multiple, I might share one with him and, you know, try and prime the pump a little bit. You know, it's right. one of those things that, yeah, this is how you spread the word about stuff.
2: Exactly. That's a very good point. With that being said, with you when you were up at two guys, it was funny. I was listening because Bandolero has been one of my favorite cigars for quite a while. Oh, okay. And um, with Garofalo and everyone else distributing it. I just got my connection with them and I am hopefully bringing in the bandoleros line as well. Oh, perfect. So it was, it was fantastic. So it, the timing was just worked out really, really well. That's awesome. Um, so when I've, I was listening to you up there and t- <laughs> listening to your recaps and you're talking about the bandolero while you were there and all of that.
1: I, you know, the bandolero, everybody talks about, the Atabay and the Byron. The Atabay and the Byron, you know, from United. And don't get me wrong. Atabay, you know, I've I, i, I I've had two in my life now. And until I smoked that first one, I was like, it's a Connecticut. Can it really be this good that everybody's saying? And I'm like, man, the price point on it and everything else. Because it's not a cheap date. It's a $30-something cigar. And I'm yeah. like, you know, like, okay, can it be this good? and when i fired up that first one up there and started smoking i'm like holy crap it's yes. like the flavor on this thing is unreal comes and out of nowhere it it's so amazing and then the byron you know um it was the same deal only it was it was just a different flavor profile and different strength and everything but equally just an amazing amazing cigar and i'm just like okay the hype on these was worth it this the, it it matched the end result but the Bandolero, that's the one that I think you get that same awesome flavor and same awesome smoking experience, but at a at a cheaper price point. And I think that one maybe gets overlooked a little bit because it's not the high price date that Atabey and Byron is. But man, you're right, Bandolero is a fantastic cigar.
2: There's always there's always a reason that there's a sleeper in the crowd. So once you find that sleeper, you don't want to talk about it because you don't want it to be known. Yeah. Kind of like. <laughs> Kind of like a good bourbon. Yeah. There's lots of sleepers out there and you w- don't want to tell people because they w- they're going to go out and start buying it and then it's going to be impossible to find, just like Weller's happened. So with the Bandolero, it's just, I took a bunch of guys over to the Heritage Festival last week.
1: Okay. Or two weeks ago. Yeah.
2: And several of them had not smoked a Bandolero. So I went and bought one for everyone and let yeah. them try it. Or a few of them, not everyone. Yeah. not everyone was able to make it to the event. Uh, that where we were that evening and it has been it's now being asked for by all of my guys
1: so there you go so, so now you see and that's good good uh marketing for you at your shop because now all these guys are coming in they're asking for that one And you're like hey it's on its way it's on its way just wait just wait and then once it gets there boom now you're you've got the the customer base all ready to try it and smoke it Yep.
2: So I'm going to hang a little carrot out there for you and Jeff. Okay. If you guys make it down to the shop, I've got an Attabate sitting here for you guys.
1: Ah, (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. No, we want to get down there. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's all about money and time, money and time, but, um, but no, so let's, okay. So we talked about the humidor a little bit, but the other aspect is the ale aspect of your place. Now, um, you know obviously you have wine because we're seeing it in the background there um but you also have beer and spirits
2: no, just beer and wine i don't have spirits. oh you don't do
1: spirits okay okay
2: no. okay in florida i don't have the i don't have the proper square footage or the footprint for it and it would cost way too much for me to purchase that liquor license
1: i gotcha so in turn no, so square footage you've mentioned that a few times like how big is your place
2: we're nine hundred and ninety feet square feet.
1: Okay, so you're you, you're a tiny little place, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, there's I
2: see thirty three people.
1: Oh, okay. That's
2: I've that's, got a good sized patio.
1: Okay, all right. I was going to say that's more than I would have thought, but yeah. I mean, I've yeah. seen a picture of the outside with everybody sitting out front and smoking and whatnot, and that looked really. I mean, it looks really nice from, you know, the photo that I saw and whatnot. It's just I, I didn't know you know square footage wise what you were talking about.
2: Would you like me to show you what the inside looks like with the camera?
1: Yeah, if we can get a little tour here without it being too you know.
2: If we're Give me just a second to move wanna, two things around.
1: Don't want to give everybody vertigo.
2: I will try to be very <laughs> still when I hold the, the computer. Okay. So, so we've got the wine. What you're there. seeing behind me is now my front door area. Okay. And then off... Here's the front desk. And then this is my humidors all the way around the room.
1: Okay. So you have cabinet humidors surrounding the room.
2: Cabinet humidors. And then actually back this way, just a little bit on the bottom. I don't know if you can see, but those are lockers. The
1: lockers are on the bottom. Okay. So the cabinet humidors started about waist level. And then it looks like you have two, two rows of lockers, you know, below. Uh,
2: Three rows of lockers. I have 48 lockers. Correct. Okay. And then over here. There's the f- door to my walk-in humidor.
1: Okay, so you have, so you do have a walk-in aside from the the uh, I do. Cabinets. How big? Is, here, how big is the walk-in? There's my beer. Unit? Okay, so you've got the the cases there, so people can just grab and go. Well, not go, but grab and. I would you know, rather I them not
2: grab. grab, but they do. <laughs>
1: okay, okay.
2: I like serving folks.
1: Okay, gotcha. And,
2: and then, then the- I'm I'm walking into the humidor, so you can see it now.
1: Okay. All right. So you've got it. I mean, wow, you've got stuff stacked up high there. So that's good. And yeah, you've got the nice walk in there. There's a little more space in there than it looks like from the outside. That's yes. nice. Okay. Uh, approximately how many facings do you think you
2: have? Uh, if I had to make a guess, I've actually never counted them, but if I have to make a guess right now, I would say I've got about 125, 130.
1: That's solid. Okay.
2: So. Yeah. I squeeze a lot into a little space. Very cool.
1: Very cool. No, it's a nice looking shop. It's it's really nice. And um, so let's talk about the beer. So a lot of times, you know, with pairings, everybody talks about, you know, the different whiskeys and bourbons and, you know, the, the spirits that they pair with their cigars. But, um, you know, based upon the name of the place, Ash and Ale, you know, you're promoting more um, beer pairings. Uh, with the cigars. so like let's talk a little bit about that what goes into pairing a beer with a cigar well
2: basically it's the same thing as pairing a beer a wine or a liquor all the flavor profiles are going to blend together with certain things with like the Maduro that we're smoking I'm drinking a right now a Belgium Chimay which is a fantastic beer Um, I'm doing the blue label Chimay when it gets warm and opens up it gives just some so much more richness to the cigar and gets you out some more flavor profiles that typically you don't taste yeah i carry the dragon's milk which is another high gravity beer that pairs extremely well with a lot of our maduros especially we have like we carry the david ortiz slugger mm-hmm. and that's a really good full body smoke that goes really well with those stronger beers um I carry a lot of wheat beers for the Connecticut smoker and for the Habano smoker.
1: Okay. Um,
2: I've got carried a few flavored beers that go well with some of the Cameroons and the Sumatra wrappers.
1: Now, why? Okay. Just just uh, as an example, why do the wheat beers pair so well with the Connecticut's?
2: Well, the wheat beers have a, almost like a creamy finish to them, some of them. I get a, okay. I've got several of the nitro beers. Yeah. So... Uh, with that being said, the, the creaminess of, say, the Billiger Creme cigar that has a real nice buttery finish goes extremely well with that kind of beer, in my personal opinion. Um, it seems to be doing well because the ones that we suggest to folks when they come in, very few of them have disagreed. Okay. The um, gentleman who works with me, Monkey, is very knowledgeable about, more so about the beers. I've got a little bit more on the c- cigars than he does. So together, when we work together, we we find really good pairings that seem to work for a majority of the people.
0: Fantastic. We've had,
2: a few, you know, we've had a few people that said, no, this is not what I like, so we get them a different beer. I won't charge them for that beer. If we make a suggestion, I'll always say, I'll, I'll honor it. If you don't like it, I'll take care of it.
1: Very cool. So, like, uh, I mean, I'm going to make a generality here. So when pairing a beer with a cigar, is it kind of a situation where – Maybe the heavier and more full-bodied the cigar, maybe you might want to go for maybe a little heavier or full-bodied you know, type of beer?
2: Yes, and that's where, except for with some of the big, heavy IPAs, mm-hmm. you know, a big, heavy IPA will go well with a, a good full-bodied cigar. So you do have some anomalies out there that you're going to see, but for the most points, yeah, it works very similar to that.
1: Okay. All right. Um, So what's your personal favorite pairing that you've come up with so far?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, If I'm going, I'm a a true medium to medium plus now. I just uh, graduated from going from mild medium and I just moved up. And I really, really enjoy the DDA Jill with the Chimay, which is a little stronger than it needs to be. But to me, it opens up that DDA so well. Um, I have the 80th anniversary padrone works extremely well with the um, the Belgian beer, the Delirium, which is a very high okay. gravity beer. Yeah, but it's a, a lighter colored beer, so it's got a lot of almost fruitiness in it that brings out a lot of the flavor in the 80th anniversary.
1: Okay. Oh, so, okay. Um delirium is that the what's the one with the pink elephant on the that's it is that it okay all right all right memory i I was like (laughs) man i because it's like what delirium tremens or whatever it is right
2: yep and then they have the delirium Noel out right now right now for the holiday season yeah and if you can put your hands on a bottle of that it is amazing okay and then it goes extremely well with anything medium to full body it has a little bit of spice in it it blends itself perfectly to those pairings
1: that's interesting cuz like i said you don't hear a lot of times people talking about beer pairings with their cigars it's always usually spirits but i think that you guys have kind of found a little a little um i don't want to say untapped cuz i'm sure somebody somewhere is thinking of this too but like it's not something that's crossed my radar you know at all so um so maybe it's a a a a, a maybe lesser known type of pairing situation. And I think that's well, great. You know, it's a niche that you guys can really explore.
2: Well, being that we can't serve the liquor, which everyone wants their, as you said, their bourbons, their whiskeys, their scotches, even now tequilas are making a huge play in the market with cigars. Okay. Um, there, we, we had to find something that we can go and tr- make a draw on. And that. Because of our name, this is a name that I've been working on, I've been sitting on since I had my cigar lounge in 1990 in Knoxville. So
1: So this is not your first lounge then?
2: I've worked at other lounges before, but I really wanted to have a lounge that was mine, set up the way I wanted it to be. Okay. And that name has been there since the very beginning.
1: Interesting. Okay. So talk about your experience at other lounges then. I didn't realize that you'd uh, prior to now, you know, had, had any.
2: Back in 1990, we, um, I was actually in hospitality and uh, food and beverage. And we in Knoxville opened up a, one of the first micro brews was called Smoky Mountain Brewing Company.
1: Okay. And we had
2: this upstairs that we sealed off and had a small high-end bourbon scotch lounge with cigars. And we put a filtration system in, and this is way, this was quite a while ago before all of this new high-tech air filtration, the air filtration systems. Yeah, but it was an amazing place, and at the time, I didn't just I I knew restaurants very well. I didn't know anything about cigars and that side of the business. And I asked the the owner of the restaurant if I could take over the cigar lounge. Okay, so I basically was able to manage that and do that for my likings. So that was an amazing learning aspect.
1: That's awesome. And then, um, so we've touched on beers. What about wines? What kind of pairings do you like to do with wines?
2: Again, same things. I actually have a, one of my distributors actually, and I just sat down and did a pairing for several of the different wines that I just brought in. Okay. I've got brought in a very nice Pinot Noir. I brought in a very nice Cab and a very nice Sardonnay and a Chianti. And we sat down and paired four cigars with each one of them. And I'm having table tents printed for the tables for people who likes, who like wine and cigars. So when I get that, I'll forward that to you and maybe you can, I don't know how you'll disseminate it, but you're more than yeah. welcome to I'll send that to you and you can see how that works. I should be getting that at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the year.
1: Okay. Fantastic. Um, do you have a favorite wine and cigar pairing then?
2: A favorite wine. <laughs> I love the uh, Agonorsa Leaf um, Anniversary. Okay. With, with our new um, Joy Pinot Noir. Okay. I think it's a great combination. Perfect. Great combination.
1: Well, and I do like the uh, Agonorsa uh, Leaf products. So, I mean, you know, especially the Anniversary. Of, I've heard that once or twice on the show. Just a, just a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it's one of those things. I liked them before, and then Dan brought them in at Riverman, and he went heavy with them. And so um, I've been able to really like smoke through the line a lot more. And it's one of those things that once you start getting into it, you're like, holy crap. I mean, there's so many good cigars here.
2: Have you tried the Cerebus? Uh, the that's one of the – uh, I
1: oh, no. No, I have not. That's the, that's um, not the original guardian of the farm. That's the, the new one that they just came out with. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah. No, I have not smoked that one yet.
2: Well, keep an eye on your mail. Then you'll have to come. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: I appreciate so, it. So, I um,
2: think, Oh, go ahead. I think that'll be a good one for you to try. And if you try that one, I would just, I would go find a good full bodied beer of your preference. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you don't talk about beers much so i don't know where your your flavors lie so but if you find a good full medium to full body beer with that specific cigar you'll i think you'll fall in love with it
1: i'm not an ipa guy i'm not a big fan a- of you know hoppy uh hoppy ipas um i don't mind a uh a nice like um ale um like a you know like sometimes uh what was it there was a like i like an Irish ale or a red kind of you know thing, um yeah. you know, I don't mind like uh you know loggers um what's another one I don't with, you know
2: with that being said, try drink it with a harp set, okay, if you can find harp, okay, yep, no, we've
1: got harp here so, we're uh we're supposed to be getting yingling at some point, but that was talked about before covid, and uh it still hasn't made its way over here I am sitting on um uh like two cases not quite two cases because i broke into one of the uh hershey uh porter <laughs> that yep. they put out and so um that that that's a nice tasty you know chocolate beer so, yes
2: um, i carry yingling here so that's one of our bigger sellers as well okay okay yeah
1: my dad actually introduced it to me when he was living down there in florida um <laughs> after we'd go play golf we'd uh Come back and have a Yingling. So it was, it was nice. But um, so then in terms of the Tampa uh or the Ybor City Heritage Festival, you you went over there. You called in the Ask the Boys Hotline. We had you on Tuesday show talking a little bit about that. But let's expand out. So yeah, had you gone to that event before?
2: No, that was my first time going, and uh, it was the first time with this new event company that was running it, mm-hmm. and it was a. Uh, Done very well. had a really good time. There was a few glitches that we, we ran across at the very beginning. But other than that, it's, it was a fantastic event. Um, got there, didn't really know what to expect. I, I saw a bunch of the names that were supposed to be there. But I did not realize it was going to be as many big names as were there. Was
1: it outdoor in the park again?
2: It was, right? Yeah, a block and a half off of B bore Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay. Yep, we're, yep. It was, and it was it was done very well. It literally encompassed that whole square area. Yep. Um, the street, I believe, it was to the. If I have to guess, it was to the north of the uh, of the park it was all lined with tents with all of the vendors in it from yep. left and right. The park itself had Fuente in it and other uh, distri- um, other manufacturers. Plus, it had all of the VIP tents and the bars and everything in it and the music. Very cool. So they did a very good job with it.
1: Very cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty similar to how it was laid out when uh, Jeff and I went last year to it. They had food trucks along the, uh, I guess it'd be the road to the east of the... Of the square
2: there, yep, right back, back there by the VIP tent area where the bathrooms were under the porta, uh, under the covering.
1: Oh, uh, that I don't know. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> I don't. Yeah,
1: I wasn't VIP, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, next time
2: you should do that. It's nice. It,
1: well, I don't see they didn't do tickets um, the year right. that Jeff and I went. It was just basically you show up and um, everything was just for sale and everything. But it sounds like this year they did tickets and you could like you you you. Could get cigars from people.
2: Well, when you, depending on which ticket you bought, if I, if I don't remember this correctly, there's a twenty-five dollar ticket, and you got two cigars, okay, and one drink ticket. If I'm not mistaken, okay. and then all, all of the product there was marked down between ten and thirty percent off, depending on what the product was and who who was selling it. Yeah, from the different distributors. Um, if you go to the VIP, you have um, you got ten cigars. Uh, you're supposed to get a cutter, a lighter, and you got, uh, two drink tickets each.
1: Okay. Plus you
2: got all of the VIP lounges to go sit in, which one of them was air conditioned. You got, they had a new tequila manufacturer there called Cabal. That was amazing tequila. Um, and just, you had servers come up and take your order instead of having to wait in all the lines. So it was a very nice experience.
1: That sounds like the way to go then. So what did the VIP yeah. tickets run?
2: I believe they were 195. Okay. But you got right. getting 10 cigars minimum. You, I mean, you you're, you probably broke even just under with the cigars. Yeah. Um, everyone in the VIP has got different cigars for different manufacturers, which I think may have been tough for summer people, some people who didn't get the nicer, higher end stuff. Yeah. So there was maybe, a lot of people.
1: Was, was there a lot of trading going on? Like, you know, Hey, I don't really smoke Connecticut's and you know, I, I, I do. And so let's, Swap and kind of assemble. We had eight yeah.
2: people go and four of us were VIPs. And between the four of us, we traded a lot. Okay. And then the other guys traded a lot. And we gave a lot of ours to the other guys because they didn't get as many. Yeah. So we all had wound up having a great time and hung out for, we were there. I got there at nine 30 in the morning. It opened at 10. I left at around three o'clock. It closed at five and we went over to a cigar lounge. We had already walked the, the premise twice and done what we needed to do purchase what we wanted yeah so then we went over to uh, the uh cigar cathedral yeah talk about an amazing venue
1: we have not made it there yet the first time we were down in tampa it was under construction and the second time we were down there that was where the after party for the um uh for the uh heritage festival was going to be And we had thought about going over there, but I saw some pictures online and it was just, it was just pandemonium. It was just so many people and we were kind of tired already. And we're like, you know what, let's not. And so we ended up just going back to our hotel and sitting by the pool and having a cigar there. And it worked out a lot better, but
2: it's an, it's one of the, I've been to several. I won't say I've been to a ton of lounges around the country, but I've been to quite a few. This was probably my favorite out of all of them. It's not the the most elegant it's not the most anything it's just the most awe striking. going into this old church that's been converted and the sitting areas the night's dark woods the animal heads the selection of liquor they have the patio and their humidor was phenomenal yeah they had every opus x every limited edition product that fuente had um they had a great collection of everything else too so
1: that's awesome yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, I'm glad it worked out well then. Um. So then, when you guys left the Heritage Festival, do you remember where you ended up? We went back to. Um, oh, that's right. You went back to the cathedral. Never mind. We went. I, yeah,
2: we just went. To, we went to the cathedral, I, and then after that, we went to uh, CI up in Wesley Chapel.
1: Okay, I had it in my mind that you were. You said that you went to another uh, to a lounge, and I was like, okay, but then it's like, oh yeah, that's right. You said the cathedral. Um, <laughs> we always like going to uh, King Corona over there on 7th and uh sitting out with the uh cafe con leche and uh you know having the having the coffee and the cigars and just people watching because i mean my god ybor city it, it, the people that you see walking around there it's 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 a hoot just in and of itself
2: some of the best people watching i've ever done was at king Cruise. so <laughs> yeah we go over there we've been over to tampa several times we're only about a two and a half hour drive so okay. We get into a car on a, a Saturday or a Monday, and a group of guys will just go out to different cigar lounges, and we do this probably once every two weeks. So we hit a lot of the lounges in the local area, from Jacksonville over to Orlando to Tampa, and then we're now we're going to start going south down to Melbourne and things like that.
1: See, now there's an area that you don't really hear a lot about in terms of cigar lounges is Orlando. Like, I've seen, you know, people ask, like, you know, where do I go in Orlando? And to be honest, the only place that I'm remotely aware of, and granted, I haven't really explored around Orlando for it, is, um but there's the Sosa cigars there in the downtown Disney thing, which, yeah. I mean you know you're 950 square feet that guy's probably got about 75 square feet and you know Maybe. it's like yeah i mean it's it's tiny i think he had like two chairs in the like little area with the cash register and everything and then they had the walk in which was very very small um but uh you know i guess in terms of of presence at disney that's the best you're going to get but
2: yeah i'm just surprised they allowed us to smoke there so that's yeah. the nice thing so But there are quite a few great lounges in the Orlando area. There's uh, one lounge um, that has four different locations in the area called Coronas. Okay. Um, That is the one in, I I use the one in uh, Lake Mary Sanford a lot, which is a fantastic lounge. Okay. Uh, One of the best liquor selections I've seen pretty much in a cigar lounge for the last several years uh they've got three other properties one downtown one at sand uh sand hill which is over by the universal side okay of orlando and then they have another one that they just opened up in uh, tampa and it was called davidoff's before and then they dropped davidoff and now it's uh i believe uh, it's just coronas or it's a rocky patel coronas now
1: okay all right i heard that that uh had changed so i didn't yeah. know what had changed to so interesting yeah. interesting but that's
2: A fantastic one. And then there's another great one called the Executive Cigar Lounge about four miles from it. uh, And what they call Lake Mary, right on the water, like a little lake that's right off the interstate. Yeah. And it's another great little lounge. Has a great outdoor patio that you can sit on and just look over the water. Great people watching. Nice selection. A little smaller humidor, but they have very, they carry the Adibe. They carry. Um, Vandalero, they that carry the leaf, they carry, um, a but they have a sister property down in Melbourne, which is about an hour and a half, um, South of there that they have. That's a very nice lounge in the middle of downtown Melbourne. Okay. So,
1: well, very cool. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about the uh, Villiger Black Forest here? Because I'm puffing away on this thing. I'm actually at the point that I have removed the bands on it. I'm not. I'm. I'm past the halfway point on it. It's smoking wonderfully. Um, the uh, the smoke production on this thing, I that, that's one of the things that I look for in a cigar. I don't want a wispy smoke, I want something that's a right. smokestack. And anybody who's been watching this on YouTube, you know, I have the fans turned off in the ice tent so that it doesn't you know pick up on the microphone, and so like you just see the smoke plume just going off this thing. It's wonderful,
2: it's a fantastic. I mean, that's what I love about it. It's such an easy draw, it's almost never hard. I've smoked probably 45 50 of these in the last 2 months and I've I've only had one bad one that so I can't say anything and it wasn't anything that I couldn't fix I just took a poker and stabbed it and broke up the clog and it was a tremendous smoke.
1: Yeah, and I just did a retro hail on it and the retro hail on it it's really smooth there's a little hint of like a pepper in the background but it's very very like it's very light. Um, yep. Otherwise, it's got a kind. Of, I I think it's kind of got that earthy component to uh, the retrohale and the smoking. There is a little tingle on the tongue as I'm smoking it. So there, there's a pepper component to the actual taste of the of the cigar. I think too, but again, yep. not anything oppressive, not anything that's that's overpowering. And it's not even one that like you even pick up on as you're smoking it. For me, like I said, it's just been that that tongue tingle that you kind of get when you have maybe um, too much of like a spicy salsa and, yep. and, and your, your tongue starts to tingle before you take a drink. It's, it's that kind of sensation.
2: And and, and I, I get the same thing with it as well. So yeah. it's, it's neat that we yeah. you're getting that as well. So no, it's, the flavor, the flavor on it is just always consistent. As you said, the burn is always great. It holds an ash, Fantastically. I, I'm sorry. I just, I literally ashed just a second ago. And I've, I've
1: been, I, yeah, I've been kind of ashing. I did have full transparency and it's nobody's fault, but my own. I did have a slight, uh, crack in the wrapper. Um, but, uh, I was able to smoke past that and now it's smoking great. I mean, my burn line on it is very, very close to even, like I said, it had to kind of smoke past that crack. But I mean, yeah, yours is like razor tight. I mean, it's just it's it's a perfect smoking experience and uh, it goes along well with um, my other experiences with Villiger because I mean, I've only smoked. Oh, God, what have I? I've smoked a handful of the TAA 2020, which was my first experience with Villiger and just lights out amazing cigar. I, yes, it is just a great cigar, um, but I've smoked the, the 21 and the 22, also both very, very good. I like the 2020 better, but that's just personal preference. And then the La Libertad, I uh, no. got some of those from uh, the folks at Villiger when I was at a TPE in uh, January of this year. And, um, oh, my God, I love the La Libertad.
2: I sell those as well, and it's, they move very well for me. There. Yeah. For the price point and for the way they smoke, it's very difficult to beat any of their line. Yeah. Price points on this cigar we're smoking right now, if I'm not mistaken, is just right at around $10. Oh, and a half that's dollars. fantastic. So, no, yeah. So, for is that a, price point. It,
1: it's a great $10 cigar.
2: Yeah. So, I, I mean, everything I have from them, my, one of my best-selling cigars of all is the Villiger Creme. Okay. If you're a beginning cigar smoker or if you just love Connecticut's, it's one of the smoothest, cleanest Connecticut's I've ever smoked.
1: Very cool. Has a
2: good flavor, great smoke output, great construction. And for the price, you can't beat it, it's eight dollars. Oh
1: yeah, no, you can't beat that for eight bucks. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, why don't we go ahead now and transition and let's get into this. Adri Poliski here. We all need to live
0: united, as it turns out, but one, unfortunately, must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars there. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, graflo Mantosa, and Tiranova. And the highly acclaimed... It'll be Byron and Bandolero there if you're feeling fancy. Feeling United,
1: Smoke United, Live United. United Cigars, as it turns out. As it turns out. So, uh, I figured that, uh, you know, given the, uh, the Ash and Ale name, that what we would do is play a little One Must Go regarding some beer types. Now, there's a lot of different beer types. And so I just kind of randomly picked four. Now you and I have already covered one of them, um, so I'm probably going to strike that. I had IPA listed as one of the four, um, but since we both established that we don't really care for IPAs, uh, I'm going to strike that, and we're going to go <laughs> we're going to go with the remaining three. So we're going to go with lager, stout, and wheat beer. Ooh! I wanted to make them totally different types of beer there. I didn't really so like- I had to
2: make a decision. I think I would probably get the lager. Really? Yeah. With the cigars, to me, that the, I think the wheat beer is so important for certain cigars. Lagers are good for with most cigars across the board. Yeah. But it's it's almost a generic flavor for it. I love the wheat beers with certain flavors because of the fruitiness that come out of some of the wheat beers. And the smoothness that comes out of them. Okay. And there's no way I'm ever getting rid of a stout. Guinness is <laughs> one of my favorite beers. So with, with cigars and darker cigars, you can't, I don't think you can get rid of them. So if I had to pick, it would be the lager.
1: I'm agreeing with you because I, I, I will say of the three, the logger has the lightest um, kind of profile. Um, you know, when you're just sitting around and, and having a beer, um, you know, I mean, I'm in St. Louis, I mean, we're home of, of Budweiser, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, you know, we have to, we have to like that here. It's, I think it's by law, but, um, but I, it's I name. exactly. I mean, it, <laughs> it practically comes out of the tap if you're living over in the, in the Missouri side. But, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I, I would agree with you that, especially if you're pairing with a cigar, I mean, you'd have to have one hell of a light cigar for a lager to pair well to where it wouldn't like just be overpowered by the cigar
2: i i agree 100 percent. there are certain lagers that are a little more full-bodied but i don't think it's a broad enough base to where you could say it, it pairs well with a lot of different cigars yeah um, i think the other two lend themselves extremely well to a variety of different cigars you can smoke a sweet with the wheat beer you can smoke a Habano, you can smoke a Cameroon and still get some great flavors from that, from that beer and the stouts.
1: Well, I would think stout would pair well with, um, you know, a lot of the, like we were talking about earlier, heavier cigars, you know, Maduros, things like that, that, you know, need a little bit more to stand up to them.
2: Yeah. And you're, you are right. And I I actually, I drink Guinness stout with a lot of, of the Habanos that I've been smoking. Okay. So, and there's enough of them that are out there that are enough full body that 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 holds up to those flavors. There are darker ones like a left-hand milk stout you can go to yeah. that are good for the real heavy ones. Uh because of the nitro fill and the smoothness of that, you get a lot of the flavors that come through with the nitro and everything.
1: See, I used to really like uh and I haven't had it in quite some time. Uh what was it? It was Young's Double Chocolate Stout.
2: I don't, don't know, know like if I know that
1: one. Oh, man, if you want a nice good chocolate stout beer that one it, it, it's really really good and so that one would pair well i could see that one going very nicely with um maybe a uh, perdomo uh maduro you know something okay. something that already kind of has a little bit of a of a chocolatey flavor note to it mm-hmm. to where you get that little bit of the chocolatey you know off of the cigar the the chocolatey off the beer and uh you know, you can kind of go with it that way. I don't know do, when you pair, do you try and find con- not, not conflicting, but differing flavor profiles with it? Or do you try and match like, you know, something with like, if, if it's maybe got a floral component to the beer, do you want a floral component to the cigar or.
2: For the base, what I try to find is the similarity, the co- the the, uh, the connection between them. Okay. But I also try to find beers that are literally That will bring out other flavors that you don't typically taste, so you can get a better experience with the with the cigar. Okay, Um, and I've also found that if you drink a lot of the Belgian beers, the warmer that they are, the more flavors they'll have, and the more they'll open up your cigar as well. So my I always when people come in here, my suggestion is you take a sip, you take a hit, and then you take a sip again, and then it sometimes can totally transition a whole cigar. Interesting. Okay. So
1: So, sorry, and
2: I'm not. I'm not a confessed professional at this. This is just self-taught, and this is just what we've been doing, and and it seems to be working for our group here. And I've been getting a lot of positive feedback, so. Hey. I know there's probably people out there going, "Hey, he doesn't know what he's talking," about. I, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm I'm I, I'm not I'm not a pro, I, I own a shop, and I'm not I'm not broccoli Rob by any means. No,
1: nobody said that anybody here is like a sommelier or anything like that. We're we're so, all just. We're all just guys. So, all right. Well, so we have officially cut the lager. The one let's go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke, as it turns out. All right. Well, and speaking of Broccoli Rob. It's time that we go ahead and get into the uh, Final Third Friday segment with uh, Broccoli Rob and Isaiah from the Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. And guys, if you haven't been to the Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge, they've still got a few events coming up through the remaining portion of this year. But this year is rapidly coming to a close. I think they've got like a couple of private parties going Um you know so you're going to want to uh to check the calendar but by and large they've 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 kind of come close to the end of the year here with uh with their events but i know they've got plenty of stuff lined up for uh, uh 2023 um you were talking about tequila earlier i think they've got a, a tequila brand that they're talking about doing a, a partnership uh, or an event with um pairing that with um i believe some crown head cigars i think there there was something uh I I just read this. Broccoli does a nice email newsletter. So, guys, if you're interested in getting on to the Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge newsletter, just to see, you know, kind of keep up as to what's going on over there, um, you can probably head on over to uh, finalthirdcigar.com and sign up for that. But why don't we go ahead and hear from Broccoli Rob and Isaiah. It's time for Final Third Friday with my man, Broccoli Rob.
3: Welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we are doing a special pairing for the Christmas season. We are pairing the 1502XO in the Robusto size. This is a 18-year-age uh, cigar, undisclosed on the actual blend of the cigar. Um, box pressed. And in that $20 to $25 range, depending on where you are and what state, Uh, We're at 22 and and some change right now. Um, Really nice mild to medium cigar. Starts off a little bit more in the medium and then mellows out, but that's what we are pairing today. And we're pairing that with a hot toddy. So this is tea, whiskey, uh, honey, and a little bit of lemon. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it's been a fantastic pairing so far. It really has. It really has. You know, once we got the the first um, cut of this cigar, the cold draw was was milk chocolate. I mean, it was just a very nice chocolatey, yeah. sweet chocolate. Um, once we lit it up, got a little bit more of the nuttiness. Yeah, um, some of the bready qualities. I call it a little bit more like a graham cracker. I think you had another. Yeah, kind of I, note I was, to it.
0: I, I've been stuck on this whole thing where it kind of tastes like white rice. So after I got into uh, after I got into the hot toddy. Coming back to it, it had a lot of those cinnamon qualities and everything like that, and it just got super creamy, super sweet, so it reminded me almost of an
3: horchata. Yeah. I can see that. The um, the nice thing is, you know, going from the cigar to the actual hot toddy, so the hot, again, he said the hot toddy's got you know, two ounces of bourbon, locally sourced honey, lemon, and um, tea, and you Without with that right there, once you add the cigar to it, it almost feels like there's a cinnamon stick added to it. it it's worth- got a little bit of cinnamon to it, and it just makes a really nice coatings um, drink for your palate. Yeah, it really does, and it, it makes it makes
0: for a great pairing. I, I don't think I've ever paired anything with a hot toddy, Mm-mm. but uh, it's probably not a pairing for when you're feeling sick, but a pairing for when you need to warm up. Yeah, it's stellar.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of people look at hot toddies as kind of that drink for when you're sick. I mean, I, that's what I always did. But it's just a really nice, on a cold day, nice drink to, to warm you up a little bit with the whiskey and the hot tea. Yeah. Honey, Coach Powell. You got all the antioxidants and the, um, um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? The antibiotic nature of the honey itself. Just great, but it... But it really pairs nicely. What it's doing with the combination of the two is it's actually bringing both the flavors together and marrying them. Yeah. It's not like separating anything out. It's just pulling everything together and making a nice, sweet pairing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Into the second third of this cigar, that that chocolatey quality kind of comes back. And it ends up uh, being more of like a dark chocolate or like uh, almost dark chocolate graham cracker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then... Uh, on the uh, retro retrohale, there is still some black pepper there, there hanging is. around, which makes it really, really nice and keeps it interesting. It really does. The cigar.
3: It does. And once you get into the final third, um, you know you're still staying in that mild to medium, maybe leaning a little bit towards medium. Um, you, the black pepper stays pretty true, but doesn't get overpowering. Um, you're going to still get this kind of chocolateiness, but it's definitely getting to be more dark chocolate, um, graham cracker. Um, with this, uh, with the drink, though, you're, the honey starting to get sweet, and it's pulling more sweetness out of the cigar. So yeah, it's just really a great pairing. I mean, really, the, even though you have a half an ounce of lemon juice in this, the acidity level is not there. Uh, the yeah. combination of both with the honey, too, the acidity is pretty much gone. So just a really great pairing, a great pairing for, for winter. Um also, a great pairing for a little Christmas special. Yeah, so it is. So, um, so yeah. When you, if you do hear this before the seventeenth, uh, we're going to be having a Christmas party here at Final Third, and this is going to be our pairing for the Christmas party. Yeah. So we look forward to seeing you guys out here, and appreciate you guys listening. And again, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar, and you can follow me at the Whiskey Pastor. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.
1: thanks guys we appreciate it as always and uh like i said if you guys are in the ingles indiana area just northeast of indianapolis make sure you swing on by the final third cigar and whiskey lounge broccoli rob and isaiah and all the crew there will be happy to greet you so as we're approaching and ironically enough we're talking about the final third cigar we're in the final third of the cigar here um as we're approaching the end here why don't we get a little bit of other housekeeping done and hear about my monthly cigars this would normally be the time that i give some information about my monthly cigars but i've hired that out this week so take it away
2: My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at
1: affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at mymonthlycigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks. Thanks. Catch a lot of grief for the thanks. I don't know why. I just, anyway. Um, and then we are on the socials. We're on Instagram at uh, The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Nicked Gator, N. K. K. I. D. Gator. That's his page. And then we're on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Prisoners Group. And we're on Twitter, um, where I don't really do much of anything. And obviously YouTube, where you can watch this. And guys, you're going to want to watch this episode uh, for nothing else than to get the, the visual tour of the Ash and Ale Lounge uh, from earlier. And then we do need your calls for the Ask the Boys segment, area code 863-874-0000. And if you are listening to this episode on the day that it releases, today is the deadline for the Christmas Carol slash poem contest thing that we're doing. Um, as long as you get it in to me, um, by essentially the end of day today, uh, we'll count it, And because then Saturday what's going to happen is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pull all the files together and get that ready for... Um, the uh the next episode so make sure you get the um the christmas carols in and uh we'll we'll go from there so are you on the socials anywhere where can people follow you and find out more about ash and ale
2: i am i have uh, ash and ale on facebook um i have ash and ale lounge palm coast on instagram and i also have ash and ale on instagram I have a Twitter page, but I have no idea what it is that my wife takes care of.
1: Okay. so <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I figure Twitter is <laughs> going to be important for us at some point because, you know, uh, assuming that Elon Musk's claim of uh, it being a totally free speech platform and everything, which, you know, we we can debate whether or not that's going to end up being the case. Because I think I just read that he kicks the kid off that was tracking his plane um so i don't know how free speech it is maybe it's free speech for everyone except if you're coming after elon musk but um yeah you know whatever he owns it he can do whatever the hell he wants but um but uh you know it's one of those things that i keep waiting for facebook and, and instagram which is obviously owned by facebook to pull the rug out from underneath us in terms of cigars on those platforms and so i figure that uh twitter may end up being the uh the last refuge of the of the damned for for cigar folks to uh to get information out
2: if i'm not mistaken you brought up a few other platforms uh two ep- two episodes ago, two episodes or three episodes ago that are becoming more and more popular with the left and the right side yeah so i have a feeling that uh if they do that, that these other ones will be flooded with the amount of people that are are posting about cigars yeah
1: now my only thing with that is like you know you're 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 just fracturing the audience that much more and everybody's like going to it's we've talked about it on the show before how you know when my space disappeared everybody went to facebook because that was the one that was available and now you know if you leave facebook i mean my god you have you have 50 different options like right off the bat and so i don't know if there is going to be another platform where it's like that communal space for everybody like you had with facebook before and uh I do think that that makes it more difficult for, you know, shop owners like you who need to get your word out, you know, now you're having to manage eight different social media accounts or something like that. And then in terms Exactly. Of, yeah, that's just And that become I mean, that's how that's how social media manager has become a a flipping job. I mean, who'd have thought, you it's know, so
2: time consuming.
1: It really is, but who'd have thought 10 years ago that you could literally make a career out of just sitting and playing on social media for somebody all day?
2: You know, Yeah, and I'm I'm tempted right now. I've got two folks here who come to my shop that are wanting to take over my social media. And I'm I'm about ready to let them do it because it literally takes between my wife, myself and a friend of ours who does it. It takes at least an hour and a half to two hours of our time every day for yeah. when she's working on it. I send her pictures because I don't do anything on the socials. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very good on them. I use Facebook to see my friends that I went to high school with in Southern California. Other than that, I don't really use it much. Um, But my wife is very, very prevalent on it. Her kids are very prevalent. And I just, my kids, neither of them have Facebook or Instagram. They do Snapchat and that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I don't know, I, you know, the only thing that I would caution there and, and, you know, obviously um, I would say this to anybody who's, you know, farming out their social media is, you know, make sure you have some sort of a leash on it. Um, not just well, in terms of like the content, but you know, I mean, all it takes is somebody disgruntled. They've now got your thing, and they can walk away with the username and password, and then you're locked out of your own business thing. So you got to watch oh, that. But yeah. yeah,
2: the only way they get to it is through my phone, so they don't have any of that.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> they come you. to
2: the shop. There you go. They come in. They use my phone, and they take care of it from here. Oh, well, fantastic! It's a, well, it's a great, great system.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, Ken, I want to thank you so much, uh, not just for taking time out of your evening here, but also for providing this wonderful cigar. I am down very close to the nub on this thing. I mean, it is. I, I do not have much left to it, but I don't want to give it up. Uh, it's it's still smoking wonderfully. Uh, the spice level on it, I will say, as we've gotten in further into the final third, as we're getting near to the end, it is picked up on the spice level.
2: Yeah. Did you have Have you gotten any of the the chocolate almost minty chocolate flavors that you're coming through?
1: Yes, and it's coming through at the end here. Yeah, I'm getting that minty, um, yeah, minty chocolate, but um but definitely but the spice is uh definitely prevalent and uh, maybe definitely. and and it might be one of those things maybe what i'm interpreting as spice like like mouth tingle as uh, and i'm interpreting it as spice it might be mint now that you bring that up um because uh you know i get that you can get that same sensation off of a off of a spearmint or something like that yeah. and so you you bring up a valid point i might be misinterpreting the mouth tingle as um as as pepper and spice and it might be more of a of a stronger mint component but no it's a it's a fantastic cigar I'm really really enjoying it
2: well I appreciate you saying that thank you and uh look for those two cereusees coming for you as well <laughs> there might be even another one or two uh hidden gems in there
1: well i i it's very appreciated you don't have to do that but it's very very appreciated thank you so much and
2: uh Anyway, appreciate you inviting me on the show and taking the time and giving me the shout outs in the past. So thank you.
1: No, this has been great. And guys, if you're in the Palm Coast area, which again, for people who maybe aren't familiar with Palm Coast, you're near Daytona Beach, correct?
2: We are 30 miles north of Daytona and 27 miles south of St. Augustine. So we're almost perfectly in the middle of them.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Right off of A1A or a mile off of A1A if you're driving north or south. So it's very easy to get to. Um, it's we've got seven restaurants that are available within the little shopping area that we're in. We've got a lot of gift shops. We have live music Friday and Saturday nights. We have bars that are here that have something going on. Karaoke bands every night of the week. So that's awesome. It's a fun little destination to just make an evening and come and smoke a cigar, walk around. We have uh, you can smoke and walk around the village with as long as you stay within the, the three buildings that we're, we're contained within. You're more than welcome to walk around and enjoy everybody. You can go from shop to shop. So we're a small family, but we we enjoy having a lot of people come and visit us.
1: That's awesome. Well, that sounds like a really nice little little area, especially if everybody's welcoming to the cigars and all that. I mean, you know, yeah, um, I'm I'm thinking about uh, lit in Chesterfield. They're in a uh, what used to be like a um, uh, outlet mall. And they're trying to convert it into what they call the district. And it's going to be, I think, fairly similar, maybe without the living spaces, but it's going to be similar in that you're going to have boutiques and bars and restaurants. And then they're going to be in there with their cigar uh, bar bar and lounge and everything. But um, I know when they first went in, uh, they shared some space. Uh, They were in a bay that was in the same building with like a couple of clothing retailers. And I guess the, uh, The uh, owner of the strip mall, when they put them in, the landlord or whatever, when they put them in, didn't realize the HVAC system was connected all throughout. (laughs) And so within two days of them being set up and getting going, within two days, uh, Polo Ralph Lauren and somebody else had reached out to the landlord and said, you're going to move them because all of our product smells like smoke or we're going to sue you. And so they ended up in a different location, which is temporary. (laughs) Now they're building out their permanent location and you know covid happened and all throughout and everything i mean they've been in their temporary location for uh 3 years now so wow. yeah it's it's been a long standing temporary location but, but they're finally <laughs> doing their build out but it but it's one of those things that when i think about you know the district that they're in and kind of the reception that the cigar smoking has received there versus what you're saying about the shopping area that you're at and everything it's night and day
2: Mm-hmm. So, so what, what's the nice thing about where I am is I'm the only lounge within 25 miles of here. Oh, wow. So okay. I've got a very unique niche that I can pull from and a big group of people that who, even if they're in St. Augustine, will always head south towards Daytona or Flagler beach. And mostly will stop here on the way down looking for cigars because in Flagler where they don't allow lounges, you can sell, but you can't smoke anywhere inside. Yeah. They'll come up here and hang out with us. We have Bike Week, which is a really busy time for us. We have Biketoberfest, which is another busy time. So with our proximity to a lot of the – because we're close to the ocean and a major resort, Hammock Hammock Beach Resort, we do sit in a very, very, very favorable zone. So it's very nice.
1: That's awesome. That's great to hear. Well, Ken, we wish you all the best. And, guys, if you're in the Palm Coast area, swing on by Ash and Ale and uh, have a cigar and tell them that the Cigar Pulpit sent you please there you go well Ken I appreciate your time and yes cheers I have water but you know
2: cheers stay smoky everyone thank you for listening
1: there we go well guys this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit I'm Nick I'm Ken everybody stay safe and stay smoky and here's where we just kind of stare it out (laughs) okay (laughs) we just trample all over this music you know (laughs) Whatever.